This podcast is part of the Batman Universe Podcast Network, hosted by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out everything related to Batman and the entire Bat family at the BatmanUniverse.net, including news and original content related to comics, movies, television, merchandise, video games, and more. Also, check out some of the other unique podcasts that TBU has to offer. Consider supporting this podcast by becoming a patron on Patreon. Even $1 can go a long way in supporting this content that you enjoy. Look for a link over at thebatmanuniverse.net to offer your support now. And now, on with the show. I'm back, baby! I'm back! The boys are back in town! Turned around, guys. We are back, baby. We are back. We are back. Classic. We are back. We are back. We are getting back. And we're the three best friends that anybody could have. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. And we'll never, ever, 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 ever leave each other. Have all four sidekicks ever been in the same place at the same time? Don't call us sidekicks. Not after today. I'm back in business, baby! Why let them tell us what to do? It's simple. Get on board or get out of the way. You just don't get it, do you? We went off mission. That was a huge mistake. Impulse? That's so crash! I'm back, baby! Why isn't anyone ever just whelmed? Hello, everyone. It's Rob here. Quick little edit into the show. Uh, You're getting ready to listen to Jay and I do a commentary track on Season 1, Episode 1, and Episode 2 of Young Justice. Uh, This was a couple weeks before Christmas when we did the first episode recording session, and uh, we had all the intentions in the world of doing the second episode that following week, so when the episode came out, it would be right around Christmas time, and we make a couple references to Christmas, and then just like life and everything kind of got in the way, a couple of us have gotten sick, and by a couple of us, I mean me, so that kind of pushed the recording session back, and uh, I was still dealing with it a little bit going into the first of the year, so we talk about Christmas and possibly New Year's plans and stuff like that, and then this episode is coming out in the latter part of January, so just so so you know uh, when this was uh, recorded. So I just want to give a little preface to that because there's a couple times we talk about Christmas and what our plans are and stuff like that. And you're going to be downloading the episode going, uh, it's like January 29th here, guys. Uh, what are you talking about Christmas for? So that's why a little uh, a peek behind the curtain here as I've done on the Drake, but I haven't had to do that here on this show. So anyway, uh, I'm going to quit blathering here and we will kick it over to Jay and myself as we get ready to do our first commentary track for the podcast. So this was a lot of fun. Hope you guys enjoy it. Here we go. Three, two, one. Young Justice. Recognize Beast Boy B19. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 13 of Everyone Loves Young Justice podcast. I'm Rob. And I'm Jay. 
And this podcast is brought to you and hosted by the BatmanUniverse.net. You can find us on all the social media outlets. We are on Twitter at ELYJ Podcast. We're on Facebook at Facebook.com slash ELYJ Pod. And you can email into the show at ELYJPodcast.com. And if you listen to the show on iTunes, leave a review. That'll help spread the word of the show, and we will read your review on a future episode of the show. Jay, Merry Christmas, sir. Merry Christmas to you, Rob. So, because, well, just a little peek behind the curtain, everything's crazy for everyone. So we had this idea, I think we even talked about it on episode 12, which was a spliced episode. We got two episodes out of it, but we talked about uh, bringing in the animated series version of uh, Young Justice, which, you know, kind of spawned all these different versions of Young Justice. Not spawned, but you know what I mean. The comic book series came first, and so it was kind of really cool to be able to give us a break from having to do some homework, especially around the Christmas season. So this isn't technically a Christmas episode, but there is some snow briefly in (laughs) in the episode, so we're going to count it. But this is a nice little way to kind of round out the year for Jay and myself just to come in and sit down and watch uh, a couple episodes of Young Justice and uh, kind of go through that way. And I've just got to ask, just since we're in like Christmas mode when this comes out, um, is your shopping done or are you like me and did you order a bunch of stuff and you start looking at delivery dates going, oh boy, uh, some of these may be New Year's gifts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, a little bit of both. Uh, we still have some gifts that we're going to go out and get later this afternoon. Uh, pretty much everything I have to get for anybody or that uh, my wife and I were going to go in together has either been ordered and delivered or we're picking up later when we stop by a couple of stores so uh, <laughs> i'm pretty pretty much uh pretty much in the cl- uh, 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 have everything done and in the clear now yeah nice yeah i think i'm down down to stocking stuffers and a and a few things like that but there there were some things i ordered that the delivery dates like come on get a little closer to the 25th yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody may be getting a package that just has a picture in it that says hey christmas gets extended for you <laughs> i owe you one <laughs> Surprise. Right. <laughs> and I'll probably get the package in like July 3rd and go, what's this? Yeah. <laughs> so if you at home have now, I do have, well, obviously, if I haven't, we have not said it, we're going to do the first episode, probably first one or two, uh, depending on uh, time wise for us, of Young Justice Season 1. And this if first episode originally, it's hard to believe that it originally debuted November 26th, 2010. Yeah. And uh, there was a, there was a long period where we thought all we were going to get was two seasons of young justice. And then thanks to this wonderful service, uh, DC universe, we have now just recently, I shouldn't say recently, it's probably been a few months now since episode episode, I'm getting things confused. Season three of Young Justice has wrapped up. So in the interim between seasons two and three, I'd gone out and bought the DVDs because, you know, the streaming service wasn't around. And I'm going to be watching it on the streaming service. And I believe, Jay, you're doing the same as well. I am, yes. But uh, they, uh, I bought these on DVD sets. The first three, the first season is broken up into three separate volumes and each of the volumes only has three episodes on a disc, which is really bizarre. Um, oh, excuse me, uh, two discs, and uh, but uh, there's uh, three episodes on uh, 
each of the uh, of the first volumes and the second volume does do it all on one disc. So it was really kind of odd how they were breaking these out as little little chunks back then around you know 2000 probably 12 or 13 is when those finally came out so yeah, it's nice and, to be able and even then the airing dates for a lot of these episodes were weird because i'm pretty sure oh my gosh. at least the first episode that we're going to be talking about now maybe even the second and third came out in november of 2010 and then nothing for months right like, it didn't even return until later into 2011 yeah, and this was back when you when you had a show like this on the air, you had to have toys to tie in. And Jay you will probably not be shocked by this. Did Rob Myers buy the Young Justice action figures, six inch and three and three quarter inch lines? Why yes he did. Of course. Did he, he com- did. <laughs> did he complete the Young Justice Collect and Connect Hall of Justice? Yes, he did. Was it incredibly hard to find the few last figures to complete this thing? Yes, it was. And that was the odd thing about Young Justice, that they were like, well, the toys aren't selling, and so we're just going to cancel the series. And on the cliffhanger that was left with season two of going, well, you just introduced Darkseid, and there's a couple of things of some other members of Young Justice that had died, like Wally, and that's it. Spoilers if you haven't watched season two. But uh, we would have to wait till uh, 2019. Actually, twenty was it 2018 or 2019, I believe? Probably 2018 is yeah, when. Yeah, I think it kicked off in tw- like later. Or wait, well, I don't know. It, it was sometime in 2018, like right after. Or no, wait, was it? I think it was early 2019. I think it 20- kicked off like right around January this year. Yeah, yeah, that's right. January January fourth, twenty nineteen. I'm just if I would have just read a little bit farther ahead, I could have <laughs> <laughs> could have could have read that. But uh, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to watch episode one, and we were talking about uh, potentially doing the quasi tie in comic or the uh, issue that this is loosely based off on. It was a Teen Titans Young Justice issue called Graduation Day, and that's what this is. So they kind of. Ape Dips is probably the better word of some thematical elements, but for the comic book series, this is where Young Justice officially transitioned over to Jeff John's Teen Titans run. So this is if you were wanting to know, hey, why did they drop you know Young Justice? Well, this happens to be the crossover if you're reading that book. But this takes some notes from it, and then, like you'll find out as we probably slowly go through some of these uh episodes you'll see you know where they drastically put their own foot forward and i love the young justice uh universe and uh, Mm -hmm. i'm so happy to have the show back so let's just quit talking amongst ourselves if you've got this we are starting at the zero zero mark like i said jay and i are watching it through the dc universe app if you happen to have these still saved on your hard drive or you have the dvds put them in you should be able to sync them up with us so we'll do it in the Lethal Weapon style. We'll do one, two, three, and we'll go on three. <laughs> Sounds good. So, all right, here we go. One, two, three. And your Warner Brothers logo should be up, and you should have your Warner Brothers ball cap. I like that Warner Brothers logo, that kind of dusty yeah. fade into the logo with a black background. It's cool. Oh, uh, yeah. Growing some hamburgers here. Getting hungry. <laughs> right reminds me i've got it. so there's there's our first little snow with uh mr freeze i i loved the opening 
of this. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was a fun idea to get a bunch of similarly themed villains uh, mm-hmm. to kind of kick everything off to tie everyone together because Batman and the Flash and even Superman all have uh, cold and ice and snow themed villains. So this is a good mm-hmm. way to get all the characters to kind of thematically connect before they even become a team. And if I'm remembering uh, to hear Dick Grayson's laugh and Freeze is trying to figure out, you know, where that's coming from. Mm-hmm. That was a nice little touch. Yeah. I, I mean, I've made my thoughts known about, uh, uh, you know, Tim's Robin costume and how I absolutely love it. Uh, mm-hmm. I love Dick's here. I love how they adapted it. I think this is the way to update kind of the classic Robin look without mm-hmm. being overly designed and ridiculous so i really really i like all the robin suits on the young justice show come to think of it yeah yeah now we're in uh, this is uh this is metropolis right uh, or no wait this is uh uh, central city central city yeah sorry yeah i was talking (laughs) (laughs) no this is a star city oh yeah yeah yeah. sorry yeah because it's green arrow and speedy and i always dug uh the voice actor for uh, which I'm blanking on, though maybe an annotation here somewhere later. But the voice actor for uh, Roy Harper, yeah, I don't remember. It, Alan Tudyk's Green Arrow, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I, I like. I mean, the the vocal cast for this show, other than one exception, that I mean, if we get to the episode, I'll talk about it, or I can okay. just mention. Did not like Brent Spiner's Joker at. All. No, I thought that was a missed opportunity. I thought, oh, Brent Spiner, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounded inspired and like it would be a, a great fit, but I just didn't like a lot of it was I didn't like the way uh, the character was written either. Uh, but um, yeah, other than that, I, I love the vocal cast for the show. Uh, er- everybody is is cast perfectly. And I can't remember his last his first name, but uh, the voice actor I, last name is Peyton Crape Crape Peyton. I think that's right. Uh, Carrie, uh, I think Carrie. Yeah, yeah. Does Aqualad? I love him yeah. in this. And then later on in season three, he'll do Black Lightning. Um, who does he? He does Cyborg in uh, Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go. Yeah. There, now, now we're here back in uh, Central City with Flash. Here we go. Here we go. Flash and Kid Flash. I do think it's funny that they call kid flash kf as a nickname which (laughs) takes just as much time to say as kid flash (laughs) (laughs) right you're not saving anything but hey it's cool you're not saving any time here guys (laughs) which is actually kind of funny considering the flash is all about speed you know yeah exactly (laughs) and you have to think Okay. That's a, a, a that's a Wally thing. Just call me KF. Like okay. yeah, exactly. I really like the uh, the addition of the goggles on his suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's that's pretty much a straight direct adaptation and everything of the comics uh, Kid Flash suit. But adding the goggles is kind of a nice touch. Mm-hmm. It's good. Now I gotta say, <laughs> I've actually been to the Hall of Justice in Cincinnati, Ohio. The Union Train Terminal is where. Uh, one of the creators for the Super Friends way back in the 80s oh, nice. uh, got the idea to do, um, here's the opening of uh, Young Justice. I love the theme song oh, yeah. and just the different variations through the theme. But the Union Terminal in Cincinnati, Ohio, is the um, 
inspiration for the Hall of Justice, and they don't change much at all from what you see in the, the even here in Young Justice, and then in the Superpowers show is pretty much faithful. There's a fountain there, the long spires that go up through the top. Um, it's pretty cool. So I took a Superpowers action figure and I placed him on the front steps. My wife, I go, it's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> nice. Yes, that's me. Yeah, there's a. Uh Hall of Justice, like ride kind of thing at Six Flags here, so that's always mm. fun to go by. <laughs> and it's and decorated I l- up like it; it looks really cool. Yeah, yeah, I've seen a couple different pictures. I think you had posted some, and then there have been. Uh, yeah, I think Andy D. Genova has posted a few from different, you know, amusement parks that he's been to for Six Flags. Yeah. And I love the facade that the Hall of Justice is. That the team thinks, all right, we're getting inducted into the Hall of Justice. And uh, it's a Speedy that knows this isn't the real, you know, place. This this is just the public tourist attraction. That there's a watchtower, and yeah. you have a little <laughs> joke's going to come up a little bit where Green Arrow's like, "Oh, y- you didn't tell your guys." <laughs> See, written by Greg Wiseman. Keep binging mm-hmm. Gargoyles, everybody. Gargoyles is a show that's just like sorely underappreciated. Oh my gosh. That is, I mean, it's one of my favorite shows of all time. Really? Wow. Yeah. I mean, I mean it, I'm not like, like, really? <laughs> that's, yeah, no, that's, uh, yeah, that's yeah, cool. yeah. I, uh, I love, I mean, just the concept and idea. The show's really good, but then it gets really deep into like its own mythology while pulling in, uh, like a bunch of, uh, different types of, uh, like historical legends and myths. And, uh, oh man, it's just fantastic. Hopefully the Disney Plus service allows for some sort of, revamp or continuation of it that would be really cool but yeah. we're talking about young justice here so <laughs> <laughs> and i i like in this scene that roy's the only one that knows what's going on and the th- other three kid flash robin and aqualad are just content to be like well we're, we're here you know what what's the big deal and they can't they really can't grasp why roy's ticked off yeah he's a cynic from the start right and I like how deep it, this wasn't. Again, we were talking about uh, Super Friends a little bit ago, like how just one dimensional Super Friends is. You have a bad guy, they come in, save the day, and it's over. Just how deep and how, how all of the stories in the first few seasons of Young Justice seem like a one and done comic. But then as you start going through, little plot points start getting fed in here, and it's not heavy handed that you get to like episode 12 or 13 and you get start getting callbacks to you know season or episode 1, 2 and 3 that I started realizing holy crap they're they're playing a long game through this. Yeah, they they build their own mythology and their own mm-hmm. universe, which is really cool. Well, I, I think love, that's something Go ahead. Uh, oh, I was just going to say I love that uh Bruce Greenwood came back to voice Batman. I I loved his oh. portrayal in uh, Under the Red Hood. Uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, of course, Kevin Conroy's at the top. I love Diedrich Bader on The Brave and the Bold. Mm-hmm. Just a completely different kind of Batman, but uh, in the same vein of kind of a, you know, more quasi, you know, serious Dark Knight. Uh, I loved, I loved Bruce Greenwood's portrayal. So glad he got to, got to voice him here, too. Yeah, and again, we were talking about sorely underappreciated. I think he's... Replacement's the wrong word. He's a very solid Batman. 
yeah. throughout this. Uh, like I said, Under the Red Hood is tops for a lot of people for the DC animated, you know, I would say you not universe, but DC animated films that they've done. And a good portion of that is for you, obviously the writing, but Bruce Greenwood's Batman in that. And he just continues to deliver that through here. Yeah. And I mean, uh, there were times and points where Kevin Conroy sounded like he was wanting to retire the role, you know, permanently like mm-hmm. after Arkham games, which clearly hasn't happened. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> right. I, I remember even when young justice came out, there was kind of a general consensus that if somebody was going to have to quote unquote, take over the role from him, uh, pretty much everybody was okay with Bruce Greenwood being, um, uh, a suitable, uh, replacement for lack of a better word. Right. I do like that line a few minutes ago where, uh, you know, the they're saying, you know, this is a league mission and you guys aren't trained. And they say, you know, since when? Like, you know, what what have we been doing this whole time with you guys? Mm-hmm. And they and then Flash, I think it was, said, we meant you're not trained for to be on the league. Um, it's kind of cool that you know they they at least recognize that you know, hey, we've been fighting with you guys, so you know, why are you treating us like equals when we're out fighting individually, but now that, you know, it's a team aspect, you're, you're not letting us join in, you know, what's going on here. So it does create some of that cool kind of semi conflict to drive them to want to create their own team. Mm -hmm. And still trying to, the three of them are trying to figure out, well, who's going to be, it happened a little bit, but who's going to be the team lead here where, you know, Dick almost has the well. I'm Batman's partner, so clearly it's going to be me. And um, it's just again, it's cool just how they. Sorry, I'm just watching yeah. Wally fall off the, off the building <laughs> <Yes>. here. <laughs> so what's his name? Flash Boy. <laughs> Flash Boy. <laughs> but again, just the the seeds uh, that they start planting in and start building their own universe, and so there goes Robin right there. And Aqualad, I really like his design and how they. Yeah. Oh, I love. Yes, I love this. Like the, the how he utilizes his powers is just so unique uh, compared to like what Aquaman can do. They really made it like he is, even though he's a underwater, you know, kind of themed superhero. He still has a power set that's unique enough that doesn't just make him another Aquaman. Right. Right. And I like how his water bearers um, in the design are made to uh, look <gasps> like eels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spoilers, everybody. That was double X of the Cadmus Project. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do like that, too, that they pulled in those um, concepts and ideas from, like, the Young Justice comic and the Superboy comic mm-hmm. um, with a lot of that, you know, fourth world stuff appearing, you know, as early as this here. It's always fun with uh, characters going down really long elevator shafts. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Even even little Star Trek elevator shaft in uh, one yeah. of the uh, uh, undiscovered country. I don't know why I, I like that scene. I always think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I, I don't even remember that. Like Robin hacking it and whenever he does, his mm-hmm. icon turns from an aggravated face to a smiley face. That's funny. <laughs> 
And I like how each of them are doing their own, like, well, this is what I would do if I was with the Flash. This is what I would do if I was with Aquaman. Right, right. They have the idea to to go in to this Cadmus lab, but that's about as far as they got with the idea. Yeah. Like, we don't have any plan what we're going to do when we get here. (laughs) I do remember watching this. Yeah, nothing hot at all. Do you remember watching this going, oh, that really should be Tim Drake? But I think by episode three or four, they really won me over of going, all right, maybe eventually we'll see Tim. Yeah, I mean, I'm in the same boat, you know, pretty much for all that. I do like that it gives Dick time to grow, especially with all the time jumps that they take over Mm -hmm. the series. So he can go from Robin to Nightwing and growing as a character himself, so... You know, in retrospect, I definitely appreciate it. Yeah. This was a moment seeing Guardian walk in the room. I'm like, holy crap, we've got Guardian in an anima- an animated show. Like, even in episode one, I thought, okay, I wonder how deep we're going to go. Yeah. Sub-level, sub-level 26 at the very least, which is where we are right now. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. But yeah, Guardian. I like Guardian. He's just a fun character. You know, like I said, there's double X right behind him. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Uh, yeah, I like the little blockbuster vials that they have. That was a, yeah. was a fun little uh, piece of foreshadowing there for what they're trying to do here. Intense music. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't... Ha- I had downloaded at one point, I think my iTunes had crashed at one point, and I lost some music, but I used to have a season one, the two discs... Uh, music for it and I would put it in some podcast episodes the music for this to try and get it now it, you can't get it through iTunes anymore uh, the discs themselves if I was looking at a eBay auction uh, are 50 bucks a disc so Jeez. Warner Brothers like Tower Music Division did not make many copies or produce many copies of it so these are kind of highly sought after in the uh, Young Justice fan community. So if you have these discs, uh, hold on to them. You could probably pay your first month's rent with <laughs> <laughs> with the four discs that make up the first uh, two seasons. It's kind of fun that he actually pulled out a USB cable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he learns from Batman. Always come prepared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Project KR. Now, was it a surprise for you that it was uh, Superboy the first time you saw this? Uh, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like to say it wasn't a surprise at all. Uh, I thought he would fit into it. I thought, oh, KR, I just, I really wasn't, I think I was more engrossed in the show. I thought, oh, Superboy. And then as I started going back through the first episode, I was like, oh, yeah, that should have been telegraphed to me a lot a lot easier. I think I was just so taken aback uh, by this at the time. And it was yeah. really hard to know when the show was coming out, because it'd be on in the mornings, it may be on in the evening. So it, it got a little sketchy towards the tail end of its yeah, Cartoon Network it, run. It's, I mean, they, they say that it was, you know, low toy sales that doomed it, but like a lot of cartoon network shows uh, or animated shows in general it was uh, an erratic uh, broadcast schedule that probably factored into it just as much if not more than anything because 
so many shows will be strong and develop really, really big fan bases, but, um, you know, they air it at 11 o'clock at night. I think that's what happened with Beware the Batman, which was actually a pretty good show. It just wasn't given a fair shot because right. it never had a consistent uh, schedule. Sublevel 52. It's always 52. 52. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I won't necessarily say that um, when they said Project KR, I definitely knew what it was. But, I, I mean, for the whole episode, I was waiting for Superboy. So I, I was – it was more of a, oh, yeah, this must be, you know, where they're getting Superboy, like, right about the time that they got here. So um, I, I misunderstood what you were asking a few minutes ago. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't piece it together at that point, but I knew he needed, he had to be somewhere here. Um, if I was better versed in Superboy, in his backstory in the comics and everything at this point, uh, when I saw Double X and Guardian, I probably would have put it together right away. But I hadn't really dove into any of his solo series at that point, so it was uh, I knew who they were, but I didn't know how they factored into it. So. I like this gag repeats with Wally quite a bit. The running headfirst into a problem and then literally crashes into the person that they're yeah. he's trying to save or do. Uh, we were talking about uh, numbers just a little bit ago. The uh, number 16 plays heavily either in Mrs. Earth 16 that they're on, but a, the creators of the show put reference to the number 16 in a lot of different things. And I think we've already missed the first uh, number 16 reference, but they said in every episode somewhere, the number 16 is either prominently in the thing that they're doing or is hidden in the background. Oh, cool. Well, this was a, speaking of toys, this was a cool thing uh, to pick up the Superboy in this cloning chamber. Um, I got it from, uh, it was the San Diego Comic-Con back in 20, well, what would it be, 2010 uh, for this. But I found it in an Ollie's, oh, geez, probably five or six years ago as an overflow. Oh, wow. And uh, it's the three and three quarter inch little figure, but it still works. I haven't changed the battery all, the, all these years. There's a little button <laughs> on it. And the uh, chamber glows and the little creatures that are above uh, Superboy glow uh, as well. It's a really pretty... Uh, Neat little. It's all you know, cardboard packaging with plastic, but the uh, the sound effects and the lights uh, still work. It's pretty neat. Very cool. These are uh, the genomes. These are genomes. Unique. My gosh. Do what? No, I could not think of their names. Uh, for oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like little creatures. You said genomes. I'm like, geez, Louise, Rob. Uh, they're unique to the show, aren't they? I don't ever yeah. remember seeing them in the comics. No. I think they have been since utilized elsewhere, but I believe this is their first creation for for the show. Get some G trolls. Yeah, that doesn't roll off the tongue because <laughs> no. genome is an actual thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the things I like too is they explained uh, uh, Connor's solar radiation. Mm -hmm. uh, absorption suit thing just a few minutes ago. Uh, that is one thing that I liked about the show, how he was trying to deal with how to 
uh, utilize his powers and, you know, Luthor tempting him with like those patches he gets at one point and, you know, like his struggle, his story is really, really interesting on the show. I like how they, they handle him. And I take it you've watched uh, season two of Titans. Yeah. This is almost, I had forgotten about this scene. This is almost kind of like Superboy getting out of his stasis chamber in the, the Titans TV series where he kind of goes a little ballistic and um, where he yeah, took down right. a whole bunch of guards. I'm not always a fan of, you know, the heroes fighting, especially when they make a super character like Superman or Superboy or whomever Mm -hmm. uh, the aggressor. But at least makes sense here because, you know, he's probably never been outside of that little chamber before. So he doesn't know what's going on. So did you watch this when it originally aired? Yeah. Uh, The original airing? Original airing, I had... uh set the DVR up just in case, but I watched it every, I think it was Saturday mornings when this was originally on. Yeah. I think, I think for this one, I couldn't catch it when it was on, but I DVR'd it and watched it like the next day. So uh, I pretty much caught it. And then had to uh, wait a couple of months until we got some more. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Cause I remember thinking that's it. Was it only a a two or three episode season that I, Started you know, going online and looking and saw that they were running into some issues and would have to wait. All right. Well, it's a fun episode. Yeah. They're really good. The um, dynamic music partners, they do a lot of like great, great music for a lot of these properties. It's uh, Lolita Ramones, Christopher Mc- or, uh, Christopher. Oh, gosh. I can't remember his last name. And he disappeared. And uh, Michael McCushion. Christopher Carter, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, I actually got a chance to interview them a couple of years ago through like a email interview and uh, they had some really nice. cool answers. I'll try to find that and pull it up and we can add it in like the show notes or something. Yeah, that'd be great. All right. Well, that was the end of episode one, Jay. So while people at home are switching DVDs or maybe VHS was still around, um, while people are getting stuff set up, because we know like DC, you, you like that VHS. Get uh, your, get your uh, Betamax players your Betamax. out and uh, the LaserDisc. I was just going to say, there's one guy that's like, I bought these on LaserDisc. <laughs> Um, while we're waiting on that, before we just go right into it, because I know if you're watching on DC Universe, sometimes it'll it the transitions are really weird sometimes, or I've, I don't know if you've had it, it's kind of skipped like partway into the episode. Yeah. So yeah, I, I uh, had to rewind about 20 seconds uh, for it to get queued back up <laughs> right at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, real quick, while we're waiting, I just wanted to ask you: Have you picked up any of the new uh, Lego minifigures? The DC. Uh, set it on if your son does any of that stuff. Yes, um, um we like the uh, the new wave with like the like Batmite and uh, yeah, Aqu- yeah, hand Aquaman. Yes, uh, that yeah. there is hardly a dud in that line. Let me tell you, no. Just, just looking at it, I'm like, I would not be upset to get any of these, but obviously there are some that I would want more than others, and I got them, and I'm so happy. I found a Mr. Miracle. Oh, nice. That was one I was looking for. I haven't got him yet. And a Metamorpho. 
those were like ooh those were the two that I was like if I'm only going to get like one or two of these figures I want those and I like <laughs> did the you know rub the packages to yep. see if I can figure it yep I I spent like 20 minutes trying to find it and I I thought I did I I got 3 I got those two and then another one that I thought was Batmite but it wasn't I think mm. it was Bumblebee which was still a pretty cool figure um yeah I gave that one to my son and kind of snuck the Mr. Miracle and Metamorpho figures to work, and they're on my desk now <laughs> at work. I'm going to have to try and track down Metamorpho. I've got – in front of me, I've got four. Uh, uh, yeah, Detective Comics uh, 38 Batman. Oh, yeah, that's uh, so you, cool. You can really feel his ears because they're so you know big – and uh, yeah, Aquaman I, with the Bumblebee one, I thought that was either going to be Batman or Batmite because she mm. has like the little pom poms on her head that yeah. kind of protrude out. So I thought it was yep. the ears, but uh, but uh, uh, but it was Bumblebee. But that's still pretty cool. And I've got Hookhead Aquaman. Yeah. I felt his hair, and I was <laughs> like, that could be Huntress or could be Aquaman. So. Um, they say you could like feel for the fish, but there was the hair that I kept feeling the package. Uh, I've got Star Girl, and then I picked up Bumblebee last night. Nice. I just I didn't check anything for Bumblebee. I just reached in, grabbed it. I thought oh, I don't care who I get, but um, I didn't want to spend the time to sit there to try to figure out. But at least want to get Mister Miracle and Metamorpho. What was Metamorpho's uh, like? It sounds weird to say. Like, what did you have to feel? Like, okay, it's this because he he has a uh, like an attachable larger fist that like oh. fits over his uh, left hand and uh i could feel around to f- uh to feel like the grooves for like the fingers on that and then the gap where like his his thumb and his uh pointer finger were kind of you know at an angle to each other uh that's nice. that's how i managed to figure that out mr miracle was tougher because he has a lot of pieces but hmm. None of them really stick out an awful lot. Uh, the thing that I managed to uh, – the, the thing that uh, really helped determine it was him was he comes with like a chain. And mm. uh, I felt that. And I think there's another figure that has a similar accessory. So it could have been them as well. But uh, it, it was definitely Mr. Miracle. Um, what, what also helps on his is uh, – the chain and I think even the little handcuff accessories that he comes with are in a another plastic baggie inside the bag. So yes, you, so you can feel kind of the puffiness of a of a, an extra bag in there. That's how Batman was too. His cape and his uh, basically grapnel line, mm-hmm. which almost kind of feels like a chain. Both of those come in another plastic baggie. So they said there were three figures that were plastic baggie. And you, when you said Mr. Miracle, he was that that one. And then Superman also because of his cape. Yeah. Um, so like the ones that I really want now are uh, Hook Hand Aquaman. Um, that Stargirl looks really good too. I want that. Uh, I want that one. And then Batmite would be a lot of fun. And uh, the Detective 27 Batman looks really cool too. Yeah. It's it's one of those things that like even though I don't <clears throat> I'm not like in love with that costume just what that costume means the fact that it was the first Batman costume that's what mm-hmm. makes it cool um, yeah another little sort of tangent uh, before Christmas we saw that Imagine Next actually has a new line of 
little uh oh yep yeah, yeah there we go yeah uh, <laughs> listeners rob just sent me the uh <laughs> star girl and hook hand aquaman oh you have star girl on the little um the little uh, flight thingy ju- yeah. like the jump the pen yeah, or whatever yeah or something I, yeah when i opened that i was like what in the world is this what is that's this what place? i thought too <laughs> but then i saw somebody call them like jump pegs or something like that and i was like oh okay cool um I'm trying to find mine real quick here. I thought I took pictures of them, but maybe not. Um, but uh, Imagine Next, uh, you know, they they do a lot of really cool, uh, like, uh, uh, you know, DC Comics-inspired uh, sets. And some of them are really obscure, too, like some of the characters that they use. Uh, well, I guess they came out with a new line of Batman figures. It's like a five... Uh, piece line that it has a famous Batman comic cover and then a figure based on that. So I got, uh, it's like a green lantern Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a as bats. Yes. There you go. You, you got those two. <laughs> Jay is just checking his phone <laughs> again. <laughs> yes. Actually, those are the two that I got for myself. We got my son all five for Christmas. And then I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I need the detective 27 and the as bats one for myself. Same here. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> so those are the ones that I got too. Uh, but yeah, those are, those are really, really cool figures. And, uh, I'm glad that they, you know, went with something, you know, a little weird and off the beaten path, uh, for yeah. that. Uh, so that's, uh, that's a lot of fun. But, and we are going to watch a second episode. Yes, folks. We are. One more thing. Um, <laughs> they had solicited those like really early in the year, probably, probably right around toy fair, which is like January, February mm-hmm. of 2018. And I constantly kept going to the Imagine X style looking for it. And then here to find out it wasn't going to be, it was in the like middle aisle of Walmart with all the, you know, at least my Walmart was with all the uh, Christmas stuff and like a little, a little bin. I was like, "This." I've literally been waiting for these for twelve months, and I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I had no idea we were coming. We were just at uh, Walmart like late one night after my wife's uh, work uh, had a Christmas party, and we oh. went <clears throat> we went to a Walmart to just pick up a couple of things. And um, happened to see those in that in like a cardboard bin in the middle aisle, like you said. Yep. And uh, I was like, "Holy crap! We need to get like all of these, but especially these, <laughs> and also these are for me as well. So put these in my stocking." I just now, shot. I just shot you, Mister Miracle and Metamorpho. I finally found the picture. <laughs> wow, nice. And I had uh, I liked them enough that I bought two of those. I thought it'd be really kind of cool to open one, but I really like the package, so I broke down and bought a second uh, Asbats and uh, uh, Detective Comics uh, thirty eight. Oh, Mister! Oh, yeah, Mister Miracle and uh, Metamorpho. As you know, as an audio medium, this does nothing for you guys. But I'll tell you what: I will put these up on the uh, Young Justice uh, Twitter page, and uh, you guys could check them out when this episode drops. So. Jay, if you're ready, um, we could talk about toys all day long. I know I could. <laughs> yes. Which is really hard for an audio medium. So, which is also really hard that we're doing a commentary track, but hey, I enjoy doing these. Yes. So, if you're ready at home <clears throat> with your Betamax, your LaserDisc, or whatever, uh, Jay and I, I believe, are both queued up at 000. On uh, DC uh, Universe is what we're watching on, if, uh, yes. if that's how you're watching at home. So if not, I can just barely see the Warner Brothers logo starting to 
uh, get bigger. It's about halfway. So you should be able to catch up with this fairly easy. So we'll do this lethal weapon style like we did before. We'll go one, two, three. On three, we will press play. All right. So here we go. One, (laughs) two, three. There should be the Warner Brothers logo. All right. Fading in. I like that logo. Yeah. Kind of miss it. But eh, whatever. What are you going to do? Yeah, same here. And uh, again, this is episode two, Fireworks, Young Justice. We've got the light here, talking to Dr. Desmond. And uh, spoilers for anybody who hasn't watched this before, but uh, and it's been a while since I've watched it, so I want to rem- see if I remember this correctly. This is a group of... Uh, a uh, bunch of supervillains. Like uh, I'm pretty sure Luthor's part of this, and mm-hmm. uh, a couple yep. other. It's it's pretty much like the uh, League of Doom, uh, yeah, but not being called the League of Doom. <laughs> <laughs> it's got Vandal Savage and uh, right, right, right. Yeah. So this is fun for me because you know it's been a while since I've watched it. So in some ways, it's like I'm watching it for the first time because it's been yeah. so long. I don't know when the last time I was I watched it. I think. Probably as they were announcing that season three was coming around, I wanted to kind of get caught back up, but that was probably about a year ago. And I'm not talking like 2019, it's probably like 27 or 2018, uh, probably is the last time I watched it. Yeah, I know. Like, I watched it when it was on the air, and um, I think uh, I may have mentioned this while we were watching the first episode. Yeah, there we go. Aqualad. I love his yeah. design. So cool. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm pretty sure I said this during the first episode, but eh, whatever. Um, uh, I watched it once more when it was on Netflix. Uh, Mm, but even then it was just kind of, uh, I had it on my iPad, like at work just to, you know, watch while I was in between, you know, doing assignments or whatever. So it's not like I was really paying attention to it. It was just, Mm. it was just kind of there. Now, I think I said this in the last episode, six, the number 16 is a prevalent number throughout Young Justice. So maybe as we do these off and on, we'll try to see where the number 16 appears. It could be on a clock. could be something that they say. Yeah. Um, it's kind of whether in jokes. This is the, it's Earth 16 is where this takes place. If you know your 52 Earths. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I wanted to ask you, what... What do you think of the Guardian as a as a character? I like the character. I'm not a hundred. Maybe not necessarily here, just in DC as a whole. I I, I mean, I like the uh, the idea of him. Uh, I don't know what it is, but uh, guys with like really big shields, uh, I think are you know kind of cool. Like uh, like mm-hmm. Captain America, uh, you know, Taskmaster is, right. is is really cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, something about Guardian. Uh, in comics especially for uh, i mean for a while at least he was kind of a um like a silver age novelty that yeah. that uh that still fit in with modern comics and was just kind of a a nice throwback character um i know that uh like recently i'm not even entirely sure what anyone's done with him i don't i don't remember the last time i saw him in a comic and i didn't i i on the the Supergirl show, uh, you know Jimmy mm. Jimmy Olsen uh. became the Guardian, which, like in theory, could have been a good idea. I just don't think that it worked out very well. Um, no, I don't think it translated well. And that I didn't. 
I think Win and now we're getting a Supergirl kick and Young <laughs> Justice as the team is trying to break out of the uh, um, the the genome uh, capsules. Or I mean, this is mostly exposition, so it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> but uh, I've always said that Win and Jimmy should have been flip flopped. Like you could have had Win, yeah. like to switch the characters, because um, I thought the guy that played Win just he probably should have been the Jimmy Olsen character. He, he was more of a Jimmy Olsen than James Olsen was. And I, I liked the guy right. in the role and oh, I liked too. his performance and how they like wrote him. But it's like, uh, uh, even, even, uh, you know, Barry on the flash, he's not a hundred percent what I would think of as Barry Allen, but right. he's still good in the role. And I like how he plays it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, overall, Guardian. I mean, I like the guy. Uh, I wouldn't go pick up like a six-issue miniseries just about him. But I like him as a supporting right. player. Yeah, same he, here. He's kind of a jerk in this show, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so I yeah. Don't really like him here. Like we've talked before in the last episode, that the voice cast is just stellar all the way through. Um, and I've got to look. I can't remember who it was now. I think I forgot to say it the last episode, but I was almost, I could have swore that Andrea uh, Romano did all the voice casting and she did it, but uh, they must have taken cues from her because mm-hmm. uh, I mean, everybody's voiced so well and like all the voices just fit who you hear those characters are. Yeah, and totally. The main four here in Superboy, Robin and Kid Flash and Aqualad, um, I think are just tens all the way through and i really like is it cray payton that's uh aqualad uh i think so yeah yeah i love his voice and he's able to later on in season three do uh black lightning and can differentiate between his voice enough that and he does cyborg too doesn't he oh yeah that's right because i mean he's cyborg on teen titans teen titans go and i mean they're all distinct voices too yeah that's what i love uh what's his is it Cam Stewart, is that who does Superboy and Superman? Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I love that he voices Superboy as someone that does sound like a younger Superman with the Superman voice he uses mm-hmm. and still makes them, you know, pretty pretty distinct, uh, even when they're talking to each other. Um, we'll get into, like, some of the characterization of Superman in a little bit that I'm not 100% sold on on the show. But, yeah. I mean, again, his performance as both characters is great, especially since it's the same guy pretty much voicing the same guy just at different points in his life, uh, mm-hmm. if you want to look at it like that. And, yeah, the uh, Jesse McCartney as uh, Robin, uh, just excellent work from him. And even the way he's able to later on pull off his uh, Nightwing voice, because it sounds very much like Teeny Bopper, Jesse McCarthy, yeah. you know, singing his uh, songs on MTV, and then later on can pull off that really adult voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure he's probably close to 30 now, but still. Yeah. Not whelmed. Not whelmed. At not whelmed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the the speak in the show uh, that they use. Their their little catchphrases and uh, um, you know, like what Robin says. Why is anybody ever just whelmed? You know, yeah. and all that stuff. And got the aster and um, all those things. Yeah, I mean, 
Greg Wiseman, you know, is the showrunner and head writer and everything, or maybe not head writer, but definitely the showrunner. And he, I didn't know yeah. he wrote this and, you know, he did Gargoyles back in the nineties, which was mm. very much a, um, became very much about, uh, long form storytelling, um, mm-hmm. I- instead of just epi- like they would have episodic, uh, stories like in individual, uh, episodes that sounded kind of redundant, but <laughs> like each, epi- I, I gotcha. <laughs> e- each episode would have like its own story, but it still was part of a wider story that was going on with like all the characters and like different journeys they were going on. So, uh, he kind of takes that same approach here with Young Justice, but like right from the beginning. That was interesting there where Superboy is trying to figure out if he can fly and can definitely leap, but yeah. if Superman can fly, you know, why can't I? But it looks oh, like look at that. They're on level 15. Nah. Just one below, a uh, 16's right above him. Or below them, rather, I should say. Yeah. Sub-level 15. That's what I assume SL means, sub-level. Yeah. I like that double I know, X I don't is believe a, it. Uh, oh, telepathically yeah. helping them. <laughs> and that Bart's ahead. Or not Bart, Wally is <laughs> still ahead, <laughs> even when he's not yeah. trying to be. I know it was never really used, uh, probably never used in the comics, but I really liked uh, Superboy's yellow, or yellow, jeez. I know my colors. <laughs> Looking at Wally, uh, his white uh, suit. thought that was a, a unique design for his uh, Cadmus yeah. super suit. Yeah, I don't remember. I think, like, right from the beginning, wasn't he in kind of that um, uh, uh, unitard that he had? That he just threw the sweet leather jacket over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a cool little accessory I bought. Uh, all of these figures in four inch uh, to get the Hollow Justice, and then in, in six inch. But Robin has the little computer on his wrist, and it's in a translucent. A blue piece of plastic, mm-hmm. um, and it actually has stuff you know written on it, which I thought was a little oh, attention to cool. detail that Mattel put in. So it wasn't just like a piece of blue plastic; it actually, yeah, like it had a a screen with different characters and stuff on it. Yeah, oh, that's very cool. I think it's uh, if I remember correctly, it might be Vandal Savage's face oh. on it. So you can punch it all you want. That's right. <laughs> It's kind of cool showing uh, even Aqualad's strength right there, that mm-hmm. even though they're not able to get the door open, I mean, he's still, before Superboy came on, he was still, you know, the powerhouse of the team, uh, mm-hmm. just with his, uh, you know, enhanced, you know, anatomy and, you know, body mass and density and everything, you know, he's going to be stronger than the others, just with all the time he's going to spend underwater going down to the depths. So that's mm-hmm. kind of a unspoken subtle little touch right there 
And I think we probably said it in the last episodes. I think the water bearers and how his eel tattoos uh, light up and draw the water. I think it's just such a cool uh, design and uh, weaponry for uh, a character. Yeah, it's very cool. Like with shows like this, it's always kind of kind of tricky when you introduce a new character, especially if they have a name that matches another character. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember thinking kind of the same thing when they uh, announced him. It's like, well, if they're going to have Aqualad, why not you know use like Garth? Uh, yeah, but. I mean, they made, uh, uh, you know, does he become known as Jackson on the show? I can't remember. Was that in the comics? I, I think Cal- it's the comic. Calder. Uh, Calder. Calder. Is, yes. is what he is in the show at yeah. the very least. Um, Calderon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just such a good character on his own that, I mean, that quickly went away. Uh, any sort of trepidation toward him. And uh, This is blockbuster really quick, right? Yes. No. Yes, and that, and I, I don't know if I never put the put it together before, but they said Doctor Desmond, and you know, Roland Desmond is blockbuster. Blockbuster, yeah, and I, I don't. I would like to say that I picked it up, but I probably won't. This is at least the third time I've seen this, and until you said that right there, I was like, dang it. To be fair, <laughs> I don't remember if Roland Desmond was actually a scientist in the comics. And yeah. I know Blockbuster does not look like that. No, no. Comics. So you'd be forgiven. You'd be forgiven. There are actually two Blockbusters. I think the original was Roland Desmond's brother. Mm, and then right. Roland Desmond became Blockbuster after that. But uh, it's been a while. Read all those comics and then, you know, stuff kind of starts you know, bleeding Sticking together. together, yeah. Instrumental music. <laughs> yeah, the double punch. And then <laughs> we'll be having him trip over him. Yeah. I remember by this point in the episode, the first time I watched it, I love his his hammer that he has. Yeah, that that mace right there, so cool. Mace, oh yeah. But thinking this is going to be a very action-packed episode, but then you would get some episodes where there's not much action at all, and it's really story-driven. So, mm-hmm. um, there, yeah, there's I, a there's a good balance throughout the series of uh, the the focus on every episode for the for the most part. Sometimes yeah. it kind of the some of the story does kind of drag out a little bit, but still uh still good that was a load-bearing pillar (laughs) (laughs) i saw that robin calls him kf yeah which again does not take any less time to say than kid flash (laughs) (laughs) right right (laughs) like in this situation when the flash isn't around they could just call him you know flash flash yeah be okay i just think it's funny that the three of them are looking at robin's computer screen while poor bart is just running for all that he's worth out there yeah till robin could figure out you know where they need to be 
X marks the spot, guys. Well, he doesn't use the electricity um, as much with his water. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense if he's going to have like some sort of bioelectric shock like an eel would. But, um, I mean, what he can do with uh, water constructs and stuff makes him, you know, plenty powerful on its own. But, you know, electricity, you know, kind of makes sense along with that, with the yeah. nautical theme. I was about to say, I like how everybody's costumes are shredded except Robin's, but then he moved his arm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. I'm like, well, of course, I'd, that'd be the Batman thing to do. But yeah, his shoulders showing there. I mean, Calder's isn't. Here comes this Superman. Is, this is a pretty cool scene, especially with some of the interesting leaguers that they put in uh, with it. Because you got, you know, the Superman and Batman and... You know, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, everyone you you would expect. But then, you know, there's there's Captain Marvel and Red Tornado Zatara. and Zatara. Yeah. Um, I saw Zatara and I was like, holy. Captain was- Adam. <laughs> yeah. Hawkman. Hawk girl. Hawk, yeah. And my least favorite Green Lantern. And one of my favorite Green Lanterns. Have you, um, I think it was in this. Did you ever see when they drew Conan O'Brien into this scene? Like, yes. Yeah, he met with the animators and they came up with the flaming sea and he had like ski goggles and like a high alignment and <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> and and like an oven mitt on the other hand. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. That was good stuff. Oh, Bruce Greenwood is Batman. I love his Batman voice. Yeah, he's um uh, like I said, I think we've discussed this before. I don't know. Uh, I, I think that he is a the next best thing to a Kevin Conroy Batman as you're going to get without Kevin Conroy. Um, mm-hmm. Because he has that same kind of, you know, gruffness. Uh, but it doesn't sound like he's just doing a Kevin Conroy impersonation. He still has his own characterization, yeah. his own – like I- I- an actual – his own performance he's putting in rather than an imitation. Now you were talking about Superman's characterization earlier. What was it that you weren't quite on board with? Uh, I mean, I think, man, Flash and Aquaman's arms were like super long in that shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just noticed right, right before you started talking, I'm like, good Lord, he can scratch uh, his knees. <laughs> um, uh, I mean... It's an interesting idea that, I mean, you know, pretty much if you look at it, Superman is kind of like a a father in a way because of, you know, Superboy being created from his DNA and having him be, you know, apprehensive toward that and, you know, not sure how he should react is a good idea. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that they give enough of Superman's perspective on it to make mm-hmm. him come across as anything other than kind of a dismissive jerk about the whole thing. Something I thought was interesting at the time, I thought, oh, they gave Aquaman a beard. You know, it's a little nod to 
yeah. you know, the, the, the 90s, but it's like, it's just really weird to see Aquaman with a beard. And now living post, you know, Aquaman in Justice League BVS, right. where, you know, in the comics, because of Jason Momoa, now Aquaman has a beard again. Yeah, seeing him remember, without a beard is like an anomaly now. <laughs> right, yeah. But I remember thinking at the time, well, that's an interesting choice, but... And I love, tornado. yeah, and I love that Dick is wearing sunglasses because, of course, they have to protect his identity, right? And yeah. sunglasses are going to do that. <laughs> I do. I, I love that they have Black Canary in charge of training. Oh, um, me too. I mean, it's. I'm sure that, I mean, in the DC universe, there. I mean, they're better. You know, maybe. You know, say, well, why not get like Richard Dragon or someone like that? It's like, which, Mm -hmm. you know, you could. But, you know, Black Canary is an established member of the Justice League. She's a recognizable character and she's a great street level fighter. So, you know, why not have her? And then Ms. Martian, I like her a lot too, even though. Same here. Hello, Megan does get to be (laughs) a little much sometimes. Yeah. But I was never really a big. Miss Martian fan, like she was in the comics. I was like, oh, okay. But this show really made me like the character. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of like just my, it's my really only uh, point of view is the wrong word. My only like end to who the character is. And um, I, I kind of like this, this version yeah. of her. And I mean, you know, going into, you know, later on, like her, her backstory and everything makes her, even more relatable and much more of a sympathetic character, you know, uh, going against what her nature, you know, people deem her nature should be as, um, as a white Martian, uh, but then Mm -hmm. choosing to be something else, you know, there's some really, really great drama and character work that they ring out of that. Ooh, there's our first look at the light or that would become the light. I do like that they kind of call that out that, you know, the, the league is taking kids to do the work they don't want to do, mm-hmm. uh, you know, how, you know, that could be, you know, perceived as like, and they call us the villains when we do this, when they're, you know, sending kids into danger, you know, that's a kind of interesting kind of, for lack of a better term, you know, playing both sides of the argument right there. Yeah, man, that goes quick. It does. All right. Well, this is where we're going to end this right here. This was really fun to do, Jay. Uh, like you had the idea for uh, for doing this, and uh, like it'll be fun. I don't know if we every episode is going to be like this on the show, but it's going to be nice to be able to kind of bounce back and forth between the comics, and then this is a a nice little breather. And it's hey, it's a uh, easy homework for us. We get to sit back and watch a really great yeah exactly <laughs> series yeah what i'm what i'm uh really struck by you know watching it here because i've i think i've watched the show twice in its entirety but it's Same been here. a couple of years I, I haven't watched other than um season three the outsiders season mm-hmm. i haven't actually watched seasons one and two since it was on netflix a couple of years ago when i gave it like another uh watch through then um the yeah, the uh, animation is really strong um, yeah, the character designs are really cool too. There, as the show goes on, there are some character designs that I'm not as big a fan of. Uh, but um, 
like Robin uh, looks great. Kid Flash looks literally like he ran off the page. Right. Uh, Aqualad, you know, the uh, character they created out of, you know, whole cloth there, you know, he has a really cool design and is a really cool character. And, um, yeah, the, the voice acting is great and everything. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad we're going back and diving in to watch this show. Yeah. So hopefully you enjoyed this episode on your way to grandma's for Christmas. And <laughs> it's probably kind of hard to watch if you're driving. But uh, uh, if not, hopefully this was uh, entertaining as well. Maybe you'll go back and uh, watch along with us. So this is where we're going to end this episode. On the behalf of Jay, this is Rob. You've been listening to the BatmanUniverse.net. And more importantly, you're listening to Everyone Loves Young Justice. Thanks for listening to Everyone Loves Young Justice Podcast. We are part of the BatmanUniverse.net podcasting network. If you would like to get a hold of us, you can do so a few different ways. We are on Twitter at ELYJ Podcast. We are also on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash ELYJ Pod. You can email under the show at ELYJ Podcast at Yahoo.com and we will read your comments on the air. If you listen to the show on iTunes, leave a review there. That will help spread the word of the show, and we will read your review as well. Now, if your mode has been crashed, or if you feel a bit whelmed by the show, no infringement was intended. All music and sound clips belong to their respective copyright holders. These are just to illustrate and enhance your listening experience. No coinage is, was, or will be made by this show. Our wife said so. All characters discussed on the show belong to DC Comics. The opinions on this show belong to the two chatterboxes alone. Not that anyone else does, but if you want your voice heard, let us know why everyone loves Young, young Justice. Justice.